I'm Joni from Columbus, Ohio, and I recommend 3C Body Shop. Nobody wants to go back twice in one year for accident repairs. But after my first experience with 3C, it made perfect sense for me. 3C worked with my insurance and everything was handled perfectly. I'd recommend 3C to my friends, my family, and anyone that has been in an accident. 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision repair. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. Maybe, I mean, I, well, I can't say that, so maybe you were right, because, you know, I don't want that to be in the bumper now. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Well, um, welcome to the Ranger Report podcast, everybody. It's been a little while. feels like forever, but we're only like two days behind when we normally do it. I don't know why it feels like forever, but I am Ben Dieter. You can find me at bdieter75 on Twitter. I am CJ Berryman at CJB underscore RR. That's right. And uh, the Rangers played a game. Well, this will go up on Friday, but we're recording this on April 1st, Thursday night. Uh, the, I think the Rangers game is still going and it's around midnight. I'm not sure it's over yet. <laughs> I'm not sure it's ended either. Uh, yeah. That was a, a four and a half hour not masterpiece. No, it was not. It was a display of not pitching. That's all I can come <laughs> up with. That's a good with. way to word it. It was a great uh, display of not pitching. Yeah, great display of not pitching, and that is so eloquently, eloquently put by myself. That was beautiful. You know, we'll have to go back. Uh, uh, we'll obviously go talk about that later. I don't know where we're going back since we haven't talked about it yet, but we're going to mm-hmm. talk about it later in the podcast. But I thought tonight. Week in review. We would start with a little bit of weekend review with uh, because, you know, there was some small news about a second baseman slash third baseman, I think, that came out a couple days ago. CJ, yeah, right? I heard word. I, I just didn't. I don't know the name, though. I just I just heard word. He wasn't out there today, though. I don't think. Nope, nope, he was not. Yeah, the Rangers cut or designated for assignment, or however you want to say it, Rune mm-hmm. Odor, which, to be honest with you, completely surprised me because of the amount of salary he has left. Yeah, surprised both of us. They're just going to eat the salary and let him go. That just kind of tells you, number one, what they thought of his progress and that they had seen enough. Uh, obviously, most fans had seen enough. We had talked about it. We were rooting for him, but we we had seen enough, and, and we're just hoping maybe this would be kind of a career 
turnaround for him, but we're not going to get to see it. And yeah, it surprised both of us because we we totally thought that everything that all the words we were getting out of there was everything's going okay. He hadn't done anything to 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 warrant a DFA, but with the with the versatility of Brock Holt and Colberson, Charlie Colberson, they were willing to go ahead and make that move and just move on. So it's it's a completely new team now, completely. Yes, yes. And, you know, even even professionals like Chris Halleck, who we've had on this podcast, said that, you know, on their last one that he does, his, uh, his North Texas 9 podcast, he had Odor as the starting third base. Mm-hmm. It looked like Culberson was on the out because they had told Brock Holt he was on the team. And that's what I wrote in my Friday uh, roster predictions that, you know, that Culberson was out. And I was kind of surprised by that. And then, lo and behold, they cut Odor. And I'll say, you know, I wrote a little article on the website about Odor just kind of looking at his numbers. And, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize how bad it was starting. In 2017, mm-hmm. he had his uh, his batting average was only above 210 one time, and his WAR had only been above zero one time as well in four years. It's bad. That's just that's just that's just terrible. And the WAR statistic, yeah, the the is when it comes to the analytics and departments and stuff like that, I kind of I don't take them into account as much because of baseball is just such a long game, you know. Yeah. 162 games but if you're that bad in the war department geez i mean that means that they could replace you with with anybody and it'd be better off so yeah he just over the since then since since you just mentioned obviously he's been awful and the rangers just saw more in in brock holt and charlie colberson you know with holt their versatility and and holt's a former gold glover so you know it's and uh, i'm sorry all-star and um yeah, I just I, it, it's it was still surprising though. Everybody had a yeah. pegged, and Chris, as you just mentioned, his uh, his his release saying that he had Ruby at third. I mean, he's the one that told us that he wouldn't be surprised if he was at second. You know, Chris is in the know, and um, yeah, yeah. Just, it was it was a pretty big surprise. It was a big surprise, and like I said, you know, we wanted him to be successful. I actually hope wherever he goes that he can play better. I mean, I, he's a guy I was rooting for. You know, he's a guy that I kind of like. You know, obviously the punch, you know, was what he's most known for in his time with Texas, and uh, it, it was amazing when it happened. You know, when he when he punched uh, Jose Bautista in the face. So so nice it was Ruggie's greatest hit obviously but uh, it was the greatest hit by far by far unfortunately and hopefully but but he uh yeah it's it's you can tell how bad he played when the fans sour on him because he instantly became an, a fan favorite with the punch he became a fan favorite across all of baseball not just with the rangers oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. with the punch and man it would have been nice to see him just continue to play as well as he was playing at that time so yeah that's so unfortunate but you can just tell how sour uh, it's been with him and the rangers all around since 2017 and speaking of punches uh, i don't know why i brought this up maybe think of it i was talking to a buddy of mine who uh, said one time he won a, a prize at a little league game that he was at when he was a kid and the question was what mlb player got the most hits off nolan ryan and the answer was robin ventura <laughs> i love it i thought that was fantastic i love it that's great i thought whoever whoever was calling those games that came up with that trivia question was brilliant that's satirical humor right there man. that is great the most hits off nolan ryan <laughs> that's great that is beautiful I thought that was fantastic, but yeah, I'm not, so, I'm not that ahead. creative. That's great creativity. No, I mean, I've come up with some good stuff, but that I was like, dang, I wish I could have thought of that. 
Yeah, you've come up with some pretty good ones. I'll give you credit, especially for our trivia questions. Good little good little hints in there. Yeah, and you know, I'm glad that we had a winner, and I'm glad that he he really liked the shirt. The uh, speaking of Ruby's greatest hit, that was the shirt that we sent him, and uh, he really really liked it. Which I'm glad. You know, you want people to like things when you send them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, that that was good. Yeah, but but most hits off Nolan that cracked me up. All right, let's move along tonight from Ruby to uh, the amazing catcher turned shortstop Isaiah Connor Falefa. <laughs> yeah, he uh, they showed the stat up on the game today on Fox Sports Southwest that he had most of his games were at third and his second most at catcher, and his least played was at short. Well, now he's your shortstop going into the future and you have a little nugget for us about uh, what somebody thought about his ability to play short don't you yeah the the fangraphs article that rated all of the shortstops they had him dead last and they said that uh, you know he was a catcher trying to find his way to an infield position and that if the rangers wanted any productivity from the shortstop position this year they would probably have to turn to charlie culverson and not a catcher turned shortstop so anyway kiner fluffer did not come up as a catcher he came up as an infielder the rangers mm-hmm. tried to make him a catcher which he did not enjoy and did not do very good at and then you know he was a gold glove third baseman none of that was mentioned in the article yeah somebody didn't do their research and i'm just gonna leave it at that if you, yeah yeah if, if you uh if you are listening to this podcast you know better <laughs> exactly and he's a professional works for fangrass and you know i'm not saying i mean the rangers are not a good team they're not going to be a good team for a little while you know i'm sure as a national writer he really didn't i mean you wouldn't look that much into the rangers i don't know if he expected the firestorm he got though after that comment since i isaiah counter made him bulletin board material uh, yeah, they mentioned on the, the broadcast as well today that he was not happy about that. And C.J. Nitkowski mentioned that you guys, they tell them not to pay attention to the outside noise, but they do. Uh, they're they're yeah. human beings. And he heard that, and he was none too pleased. And, and he's, he's, one of, he's the Ranger moving forward he's the leader now moving forward so yeah it's it's good to hear that that you know what i don't i'm not i don't appreciate that and i'm gonna go out and show people that this is the position i need to be at it's the position he's always wanted to play and he's played a whole bunch of positions that he doesn't want to and he did very well at them and yeah you know he was not a great catcher he 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 served his served well back there not not great again but that just shows his versatility and then the rangers were able to utilize that now they're able to to put him where he wants to be yeah and i think i think he's gonna have a great year he did have an error today we'll talk about that later but it was more i mean you know i never know throwing errors when first basemen don't pick them you know you never know who the error should go to they usually give it to the guy throwing the ball which makes yes because the throw was low but still you know he wasn't the only one with nerves today and we'll get into that here in a little bit right today eli white was the designated hitter for the team uh do we think or do you think i don't you know we don't think together i don't know if people know that um <laughs> we do don't you think that ronald guzman is going to get a lot of time at dh at first at right field what do you think they're going to do with him he did not play today yeah i was surprised to see that he wasn't in the lineup today because there was a righty on the mound eli white's a right-handed hitter ronald guzman's a left-handed hitter so it would have made sense if you still believe in those kinds of matchups that guzman should have been the start but no eli white uh, made the start today and and he did he did pretty well i mean everybody in the lineup and both lineups did well today 
Hey, but yeah. you know, why was the guy that they mentioned in the spring and, and watching some of the broadcasts? And if you kind of read around that, the Rangers were, were liked them. Um, we didn't mention him much because there, there was just nothing, nothing flashed out there. So we didn't have him on the roster. Surely that we predicted that we knew would be hundred percent right. Correct. You know, Yeah. but um, we were wrong quite a bit and we'll get into the sums we were right on, but yeah, that was that was definitely a surprise, but I sure will. I, I think we're going to see him in left and in right and at DHN at first. They're trying to get him into the into the lineup, trying to find places to get him in. And with him being in the, they could have easily just DFA'd him and kept Odor if you think about it. But yeah. that would have been a little bit of a volatile situation. But at the same time, yeah, they, they think he can play left and right. And DH, if he if he can just hit, which he showed that he could over the offseason, he got he made a lot of improvements yeah, in, uh, in his plate approach and his shorter swing and stuff. So it, it, we'll just have to see it. You know, we don't we don't. Uh, I, we don't know. I, I honestly don't know why they went with White today, but it was it was certainly a surprise. Yeah, and it seemed to work out. And again, we'll we'll discuss the game here in a minute. But I wanted to do something I forgot to tell you about. the uh, The greatest Ranger poll has closed. The final matchup between Pudge and Michael Young, and uh, it did not turn out like I had it in my bracket. Um, I don't know how you had it, but Pudge pretty much destroyed Michael Young. Wow! The final result was sixty-three to thirty-seven percent. Wow. Well, that's. I mean, that's. We've talked about some recency bias when it comes to Adrian Beltre getting into the final four. Yep. Yeah, he didn't start out a Ranger, but. Wow, uh, I expected Michael Young. They call him the new Mr. Ranger. It's no longer yeah. Tom Grieve anymore. That's surprising. Pretty surprising, although I, I don't blame him. I mean, he's a former no. AL MVP, uh, arguably the best catcher ever. You could talk to some of the older older folks, older than we are, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> they say Johnny, yeah, they say Johnny Bench uh, was the best they'd ever seen. And so we weren't old enough to watch the Johnny Bench, so we're gonna and we're Rangers fans. We're gonna stay biased and go with Pudge there. So a little surprised, uh, but I both of them could be are well deserving of being yeah. voted as number one. But I'm just and surprised at the at the difference there. No, Congratulations, Pudge! You are the winner of the Ranger Report <laughs> May Madness broad or May Madness bracket. I'll tell you what, man, that is some some serious stuff right there. He ought to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll give us a call thanking us pretty soon. Yeah, somebody's his people are probably blowing up his phone right now. Let me I'm, know. I'm sure they are. Just going, wow, we want the Ranger Report. Yeah, sorry, I'm we'll, we'll send we'll, we'll send him a shirt. There you, there you go. We need to make a shirt of Pudge to, to co- commemorate it. Hey, that's a good idea right there. I think I will do that. Uh, thank you. Right. I know someone who does graphic design. It's me, so I'll take care of that. <laughs> I was going to say, I know a guy, but you already stole it from me, so yeah, thank you, Ben. I know a guy, and that guy is me. All right. But that was a whole lot of fun. I'm glad that we did it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about roster decisions before we move into today's game. And I just want to say right off the top that I was right all along with, with uh, Colby out with Allard making the team that I knew it all along, you know, and it was, I mean, they made that decision, I'm sure, weeks ago to decide he was going to be on the team, and then then Kyle Cody just barely squeaked on there. Am I right? Is that Did I remember that right? I don't think that's how it quite worked out there, Ben. <laughs> Only one of us was truly correct on that one, although you are technically right, since yeah. Allard did make the roster, getting called up right at the last second is a fill-in. And he got the pitch today, as did Cody. But Kyle Cody made the team initially and is still on the team. So, 
Who called? And I did it the whole time. I called yeah, it the you, whole time. You actually called it way back when we first started this, when spring training started. You called Cody, and I called Allard, and we kind of went back and forth. I mean, I never went for Cody. You never went for Allard, and it turns out that uh, maybe, I mean, I, well, I can't say that, but maybe you were right because, you know, I don't want that to be in the bumper now. We were, we were both correct in the end, but only one of us was truly correct then. But yeah, I know, and I'm not going to say it because, <laughs> because, you know, it'll wind up in the end. Well, you got, yeah, you got lucky because uh, it turned out that he made the roster. So, yeah, you, you worked out because you can't say that he didn't make the team. So Yeah, but when I put our plans together, it didn't look like he was going to make it, so I was going to, you know, so I have to eat some crow. But then, thank goodness, John Daniels was listening to this podcast and decided to help me out and put Owler on the team. John Daniels isn't getting a shirt from me. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, he helped me. You know, you can't you can't uh, you can't destroy me too much. So that was very nice of them to do. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you know, I don't know if my pride can drop any lower. So this maybe brought it up a tick. You know, my pride is kind of like Rangers pitching today. It's just not. Oh, another zinger today, man, Ben, you're on. I'm telling you, it's it's a good night right now. I don't have to work tomorrow, so that makes my life a lot better. Oh, there you go. I get you. But uh, with that, we're talking about roster decisions. Uh, we already talked about Rugi, which means Holt and Culberson both made a team. I just want to say today, Holt, Holt did a fantastic job at third. Yes, he play. did. Yes, he did. He but made a play that they could they called initially out, then was reviewed, and it wasn't out. He didn't make the play in time. Man, that definitely would have been a Sports Center highlight for sure. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. At third early in the game, before things just got really, really out of control. It was already out of control at that point. Yeah. But he made a marvelous play over there. He looks real comfortable both at the plate and at third. Yeah, I mean, and, and you're looking at, I mean, a guy that I really didn't think should make the team. I thought Culberson should make it over him. And whatever the Rangers saw in Holt, I think on that one, they definitely knew what they were doing. Yes, and I mean, we we talked about him when he came in. It was kind of a, a highlight signing, or not really a big a big signing, but kind of a, hey, look at this name, because he was so good with the Red Sox for yeah. a short time. But... Uh, when he made, when they made the decision that they were going to keep him on the roster no matter what, uh, we didn't, we didn't see it coming. We didn't see the, the Rugi move coming. It meant that maybe he was a more versatile, and that Culberson was the guy fighting for his spot. No, it was still Rugi. So yeah, they knew what they were doing. They got enough looks there, and and Holt. I'm not complaining right now, at least. No, and if you look at and we'll transition into the game. You look at today's game. He hit 500 today. He, you know, he, he got on every other time he was at the plate. Um, mm-hmm. He had uh, he walked, I believe, three times. And then you know, I mean, well, let's look at that. David Dahl hit 600. Joey Gallo walked three times. You know, as well as getting two hits. So that's quite the day. Gallo batting 667. Eli White batting 500. Uh, Jose Trevino batting 600. I mean, what an offensive day for the Rangers today. It's always sad when you score 10 runs and then lose. Well, what I like about the Rangers is there wasn't. You didn't see a huge power display. They were putting the ball in play and they were situational hitting. It was. Yep. a really good job you didn't see the big swings or anything like that and watching some of those at bats brock holt had some great ones i'm sorry uh david Dahl. Yeah. the way they look at the plate just they're they have very good control of it and we knew gallo did too gallo yeah he's going to strike out a lot but he does have very good plate discipline and he even swung at a 3-0 pitch uh, in, in the first at bat that he had and they mentioned yeah. cj netkowski said that 
manager Chris Woodward wants the team to do that. Yeah. If it's 3-0 and you think you can hit it, you know, you're going to get a fastball, go for it. He's, yeah. he's giving them the green light. He wants the team to be aggressive, and that's nice to see, especially with Gallo hitting third. If, yep. you're, if your third-place guy is getting on four times, three via walk, your fourth-place hitter is going to love it. And we don't have the most conventional guy hitting second Nick, or hitting fourth at Nick no. Solak, but – uh, they, yeah, you're going to benefit a lot from that. Nate Lowe certainly looked good at the plate as well. He definitely did. And Solak struck out three times, Gallo zero. So that also surprised me. Think about that. Gallo walked three times and didn't strike out at all. And Solak is known as kind of a contact hitter. So yeah, and he struck just kind out of a, three times. Yeah, and it's, 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 it was one of those down days for him. And Lowe, what's funny about him, he came to the plate six times, two hits, four RBIs. Yep. But also struck out three times. Correct. So yes. that's an odd stat line right there. <laughs> that is an odd stat line. But again, locally. Now, one who did not have a good day at the plate with four strikeouts was Leody Tavares, who we talked about mm-hmm. might start in Round Rock. And now I think with the way that Holt, with the way not Holt, with the way that White played today, uh, I think that's going to put some pressure on Tavares to have to perform. Yeah, especially when Chris Davis and Willie Calhoun are able to come off the disabled list. That's going to be a tough decision. But. Tavares still has options. He's still really young. You can send him down. You would love to have seen him go up there. And he's known as a good guy, a, a good plate, a good contact hitter with great plate discipline. And he did yeah. not show it today. He did not look like he belonged at the major league level at all. No, he did not. Now he played left great left now. ten runners on base. Ten runners on base. Yeah, and Tavares and White and Holt were the only ones not to actually cross the plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Trevino, uh, Jose Trevino, we've talked a lot about him as well. We figured he would be – we were both right on that one. I'll give you yeah, that one. Yeah. I'll let you have, have, have a completely correct one there. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, Trevino, three for five today. So, uh, three hits. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's good to see him do that. And that's the, that's the thing that we were talking about, too, with him. We know he's really good behind the plate, but can he turn it up? in the batter's box so yeah, yeah good good sign for him again it's game one of 162 yeah so in the long run one loss it's one loss it doesn't really mean mm-hmm. anything except the fact that they hit well and let's let's take a look at the pitching if i had told you in baseball someone got the number 135 what would you think uh season ending rbis for a slugger in the in the league yeah, that would be Kyle Gibson's ERA for today's games. <laughs> Golly, the pitching was horrible. It, today just had that. Today's game kind of had that that feel of the early two thousands, where the Rangers are putting up a bunch of runs. Their hitting is amazing, and their pitching is just as awful as good as yep. their hitting is. So, it's what you hope it's not going to be that season. But man, today pitching wise, they just could not find the plate. Nobody really, aside from uh, Spores and King, had any. Any plate control. Yeah. Allard Allard was leaving a lot of pitches over the plate. Everybody else was trying to everybody else was trying to, to nitpick the plate and with going against a team like the Royals who is a, known as a team that likes to attack and they don't they don't take a lot of walks, but you walk eight Royals today, that is not a good sign. You want to attack the hitters no matter who's up there. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, Gibson, he only went .1 inning. He got one out. You know, not like Keller fared much better. He gave up six earned runs and walked two and had a 40.50 ERA, but he only had a lower ERA because he pitched longer. Because he pitched longer, yeah. And it's it's one of those when you the Rangers have a 5-0 lead first thing and you and I are blowing up Twitter. This is great. And yep. The next inning we are shutting down our Twitter accounts. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, got to get back to work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got some reading to do or something. <laughs> it's opening day in baseball, but I'm going to read. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, oh, man, it was just it was just rough for Gibson. You get a 5-0 lead, and you should be more relaxed going out there. And yeah. he was still trying to trying to be too cute and trying to trying to to just pick apart the plate instead of attacking. And that's what you want to do in games where you got a big lead starting off like that is you want to go, you just attack, let them put the ball in play. But no, no, three walks. In, an in-, in a third of an inning and five earned runs, that's mm, yeah, it's that's not gonna and it's not gonna work. Even though his ERA was kind of high, Taylor Hearn, I thought Taylor Hearn actually did a really good job in his two point one innings. Yeah, his it was up until the very end of it. Yep, where he gave up those two earned runs. Before that, he looked pretty solid. I got to give a shout out to my best friend Jace. He's a he's big. Big, big Hearn fan, and uh, he's. I asked him if he wanted to uh, have any words for me to spread to uh, the listeners tonight, and he said, well, "Well, let's wait and see how he does." I haven't heard from him yet, so <laughs> uh, no. Hearn looked. Hearn looked fine. Cody yeah. looked again good in, in his first inning. But yeah. uh, that that second, you know, when he came back out, yeah. not not so bueno. And you can say that about everybody except yeah. for Spores yeah. and King. So yeah, and we kind of expected, you know, that. And I, I thought again, you know, I hate to say this because you picked him, but I thought Cody actually pitched pretty good until yeah. sort of. So the same thing. Allard started bad and then finished up all right. You know, so these guys, mm-hmm. I mean, they're young. They're getting into a major league season. Opening day is a big deal. You're not at home. I, I'm not. I wasn't too surprised except that the Royals put up 14 runs. I didn't expect that. But, no. you know, I thought that, you know, Hearn and, and Cody and Allard, and I thought, you know, those guys are going to give up some runs here early in the season, and hopefully they can get better. But I didn't think anybody looked completely awful besides Gibson. Besides Gibson, yeah. And, and we to go back to Cody, he was cruising until he gave up that monster home run to Solaire. Yeah. Once he did that, it seemed to shake him a little bit because Solaire, they said the ball came off the bat at, what, 113 miles an hour? Yeah, that was a ridiculous he, he creamed it, and I mean, it was the first hitter of the inning, and that's the f- that's the first thing that happened to Cody. And it seemed like he he just kind of lost focus on or lost focus and confidence both because they put up three runs on him in that inning. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, I mean, I still enjoyed it except for the fact that it went four hours and 30 minutes, you know, I was kind of ready for it to be over. I mean, yeah. had we been up 14 to 10, I might've enjoyed the end better, but you know, yeah, I just couldn't believe that the first inning took an hour. Yes. Yes. Whenever, whenever the Royals made it five, four, I looked at the clock and I said, it's been 45 minutes. Yep. And then and, of course it was hilarious. Yeah. The fact that all of that one whole hour and we were back at where we started with a tie game. Five, five. <laughs> just, that was crazy. And neither of those teams has ever scored five runs in the first inning of the first game of the season. So that was a record for both clubs. Yeah. With a bad day to set a record. With the season starting today, we would look at the American League, the National League, and pick our division winners and our World Series champions tonight. Okay, I like it. You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll say, I always take it first, so I'll let you go right. first with your AL division champions. I thought about this pretty hard today, and I just everybody loves young 
eye-catching talent and i'm gonna hate ooh, if this would have been five years ago i would hate saying this but i think the al west division or the al division champs are going to be the toronto blue jays oh that, that's so much talent up there with the and with so many f- former greats that are uh, their kids are now playing all on the same team with the Blue Jays. There's just so much raw talent there. It's, it has that 2009 Texas Rangers feel to it, where it's they show up and they're here to stay for a little bit. Yeah, they are not your 2016 Blue Jays that we all hated. So much. No, 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 no. Completely different. Thank God. Well, I like your pick because it's anyone but the Yankees. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yes, I'm glad. I'm happy I can say that. Yeah, and I've been going back and forth too on whether I should just go chalk because I, you know, everyone thinks it's going to be the Yankees in the World Series this year, and you know, I, I, I started going back. I, I came up with this, and I still didn't decide what I wanted until last minute. But you know, after going back and forth on it a long time um you know i i really was deciding between the new york yankees and the chicago white Sox because i think again they're a young team yeah that's another one has a chance of being really good so i had my uh, american league champions as the chicago white Sox. so neither of us went yankees but i think the white Sox, especially if lance lane can pitch anything like he did for the rangers and they've also got that young hitting core and they've got Mm -hmm. some veterans on that team they're a really good looking team and i think they're Mm going to be dangerous this year and i think that they are the team that can knock out the uh, New York Yankees and make it to the World Series. Yeah, uh, you're kind of thinking along the same lines I was with yeah. just a different team. Young young talent that just, if they are if they figure it out and they hit their stride, they're going to be very tough to stop. And I actually have the Blue Jays and the White Sox playing each other to go to the oh, World Series. Nice. So, so there, we, we can kind of agree a little bit. All right, in National League, I'm going to bore you and go chalk Dodgers. I'm going to not bore you and say Padres. Nice. And that was who I had playing for it. And I went back and forth on that, you know, because I think they're going to be great as well. And talking about another team with super young talent, I got to watch them up here two years ago with the the Amarillo Sod Poodles were the Padres minor league double-A team. Yeah. Got to see Fernando Tatis, got to interview Fernando Tatis and, and meet him and in the clubhouse and all that good stuff. And a lot of those players that I covered – for the Emerald Globe News here two years ago or now playing for that team. So, and uh, yeah, I'm, I, I just, I think that the, the Padres have the pieces to get there and they almost got there last year. So they they got that, that playoff experience. And so who you got winning the World Series? I just mentioned them, the San Diego <laughs> Padres. And I'm going to put you to sleep again. I have the Dodgers winning back to back. Oh, come on, man. Live a little. I know. And, you know, usually I take a chance. And, uh, well, I actually you'd think I would take a chance since Allard now made the team. But, you know, I, 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 I reverted back since I got that one last second with luck. I decided to go ahead and go 100%. You know, all right, go Dodgers. Well, no, I can't say go Dodgers. I don't like them. But, uh, you know, I think that they probably are the best team in baseball. But, as we all know, 2011, the best team in baseball doesn't always win. That's uh, correct, as yeah, especially 2011. But uh, yeah, see, if the game didn't put people to sleep earlier today, you're doing it now, and I'm trying to wake them back up here. All right. Well, if the listeners were listening to this live, they'd be mad at me and not you because it's 9:06, getting around some people's bedtimes. They're needing to get a little drowsy, so yeah. you bringing them down would help them. But see, hopefully they're listening to this first thing in the morning and they're they're hearing me, you know, trying to wake everybody up with a little little off the wall stuff here.
couple big things. Um, we will start having minor league players when camp starts up uh, from Frisco, from Round Rock, and then when it gets later, single A as well, we'll be down there. And then, of course, later this week, we will have Jared Sandler from the Rangers. Sands. He has confirmed that he will come on, and we will set that up on Monday and have it either probably Wednesday of next week or Thursday of next week we'll have him on. And then hopefully on the weekend episode, we'll have a player or two to talk to as well um, from Round Rock or Frisco. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, we got a lot of good things coming up, so stick with us. Yeah, Sandler's going to come on here and get way more notoriety than he had ever working for those two broadcasters up in the radio booth like Eric Nadell and, yeah, yeah. and, and Matt Hicks. He, that's nothing compared to what he's about to get. He's about that's to blow right. up. He's about to blow up big time. No, but he is great. We've had him on a couple times. Great to talk to. A lot really knowledgeable. And I learned a lot about him the first time I had him on. Didn't realize he grew up in DFW. I thought he was just a media guy that came in, but he grew up a Rangers fan. So he's great at his job. So looking forward to talking to him uh, this coming week. Yeah, he uh, did not go to school in DFW. We got to give him a hard time about that. He went That's to California. True. He went to yeah. USC. But yeah. I got to give him credit. I remember when he came up in 2015 and started working for the Rangers and did a few fill-ins with uh, both Matt and uh, Eric and yep. sounded great. He does a really good job and he just continues to grow. Uh, Jared's Jared's really good and uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy this podcast coming up Friday. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.